The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Burger Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Friday, February 4th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Tech shares rebound as Amazon earnings boost sentiment. Facebook owner Meta comes off the worst one-day crash in the history of the stock market. It's a big day for data as investors await the January jobs report. And the crisis engulfing UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson gets even worse. President Biden visits New York City on gun violence, plus plaintiffs have sued Governor Kathy Hochul over New York State's redistricting plan. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. Our John Stash Hour in sports. St. John's with a win at Georgetown and a strong denial for the Giants in the Brian Flores lawsuit. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak on Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119. And around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. And good Friday morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are climbing in the wake of Amazon earnings. We're coming up to 501 on Wall Street. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. On Bloomberg, S&P futures up 29 points. Dow futures up 73. NASDAQ futures up 192. The DAX in Germany is down eight-tenths of a percent. The 10-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds, yield 1.82%. And the yield on the two-year, 1.21%. COMEX gold is up half percent or $8.30 at 18.12.40 an ounce. The euro, 1.1466 against the dollar. Nathan. Well, Karen, what a difference a day makes, right? Facebook sent the NASDAQ plummeting yesterday, but this morning it is a reversal with futures getting a huge boost thanks to Amazon's earnings after the bell. Shares of the e-commerce giant are up nearly 13%. The rally comes after Amazon posted blockbuster profit and raised prices for its U.S. Prime membership. Ed Ludlow has the details from our Bloomberg 960 newsroom in San Francisco. The annual price of Prime will rise by $20 to $139, the first increase since 2018. Executives touted the slate of live sports content to come, a new series like Lord of the Rings, beyond benefits like shipping discounts. Amazon was also able to negate higher input costs and labor challenges in the quarter with monster profits, some of that tied to gains on its investment in EV maker Rivian. The cloud and advertising unit, which was broken out for the first time, also performed well. In San Francisco, Ed Ludlow, Bloomberg Day. Break. All right, and thank you. Well, we're also seeing a major bounce back in two stocks that took a pounding yesterday. Snap, which lost almost a quarter of its value, is surging more than 48% this morning. Pinterest is up 16% in early trading. And we get more from Bloomberg's Doug Krisner. Snap's fourth quarter sales increased 42% to $1.3 billion. Daily active users of the company's Snapchat mobile app topped forecast. Separately, the earnings from Pinterest were above estimates. Quarterly revenue jumped 20% compared to last year. And these gains sparked a turnaround in social media stocks in the extended session following a rout triggered by the disappointing earnings from meta platforms. 
In New York, I'm Doug Krisner, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Doug, thanks. Speaking of that sell-off tied to Meta, turns out the one-day crash now ranks as the worst in stock market history. Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet explains. The Facebook parent plunged 26% and erased about $252 billion in market value. That is the biggest wipeout in market value for any American company ever. Michael Nathanson with Moffitt Nathanson titled his note, Facebook, the beginning of the end. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg, Daybreak. All right, Charlie, thank you. Well, the plunge in Meta shares has one potential silver lining for CEO Mark Zuckerberg. And let's get the latest live from Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. The big question is, if Facebook users are flocking to TikTok, then should it be considered competition? And if so, the more challenging landscape adds muscle to fight a pending government lawsuit against Meta. Since Meta's earnings missed yesterday, CEO Mark Zuckerberg has continued to cite competition from TikTok as a threat. That claim is at the heart of the FTC's antitrust lawsuit against Meta, which says it's a monopoly with no true competition. Meantime, Bloomberg sources say Zuckerberg is telling staff to focus on growing Facebook and Instagram's short video product, Reels, which is a copycat of TikTok. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. Yesterday's Facebook-led sell-off saw the Nasdaq plunge three and three-quarters percent yesterday. The volatility is not a surprise for Morgan Stanley Chief U.S. Equity Strategist Mike Wilson. You know, we've had this narrative of fire and ice, and we think it, it's going to be icier. Um, you know, that doesn't mean recession. It doesn't mean negative payroll numbers for the next five months. But you know, the idea that we're not going to have some payback here from what was a spectacular, you know, kind of rebound uh, during the pandemic, we think is naive. Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson made the comments on Bloomberg Surveillance. Catch the program on Bloomberg Radio and Television at 7 a.m. Wall Street time. Well, yesterday was all about corporate earnings, Nathan, and today we focus on jobs. The government's monthly payrolls report is at 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time. Consensus calls for a gain of 125,000 jobs in January, but plenty of predictions call for a much lower number. Bloomberg's Michael McKee explains. This may be one of the most interesting and inconsequential jobs reports in many years. The Omicron wave that spread through the country in January likely caused many companies to pause hiring plans, and many workers sick with COVID likely were off payrolls during the month. Economists anticipate the weakest hiring in a year, and many think the economy may have lost jobs during the month. The unemployment and participation rates are forecast to be unchanged. But it's not likely to matter to markets or the Fed. The central bank has made its next policy moves clear, and investors will discount bad news as temporary, looking for a payrolls rebound this month. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Mike, thanks. We now turn to politics overseas. The crisis engulfing U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government has gotten worse. Let's go live to London and get the latest from Bloomberg's Max Ramsey. Good morning, Max. Morning to you, Nathan and Karen. Really a significant escalation of the challenges facing Boris Johnson with the resignation of four of his closest aides. We're talking about people in the Prime Minister's inner circle, including his chief of staff and communications director. But most damaging has been the resignation of his policy chief. She really hit out of Boris Johnson because of a remark he made attacking the Labour Party leader, Keir Starmer. This all comes in the wake of what's being called in Britain Partygate, these lockdown-breaking gatherings in Downing Street, and it's only been getting more serious for Boris Johnson. Live in London, Max Ramsey, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Max, thank you. And in the oil patch today, geopolitical tensions and a fast-tightening global market has crewed on track for a seventh weekly gain. Straight ahead, your local headlines. This is Bloomberg. 
Mike here, and thanks. 507 on Wall Street. Rain, 55 degrees in Central Park. Temperatures are going to drop through the day, and already we got a bunch of accidents. Northbound Route 287 between exits 36 and 37. Details coming up in traffic. First, Michael Barr with what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. The tri-state area is in the path of a winter storm. Bloomberg meteorologist Rob Carolyn has the latest. Michael, we have a pretty wild contrast across the tri-state area in the Hudson River Valley. Temperatures have already fallen to around 32 up around uh, Stewart Field in Poughkeepsie. That cold air is going to be pushing southward into the city, and that will change our precipitation over to some freezing rain for a while before it goes over to sleet later this morning. So be very careful as the morning goes on because roads will become icy, especially those elevated surfaces as that colder air pushes down from the north. A winter weather advisory in effect from 8 this morning through 7 p.m. this evening. Michael? Thanks, Rob. New York Mayor Eric Adams talked about curbing the surge of gun violence in the city during President Joe Biden's visit yesterday. It's enough. Enough is enough because we know we can do things about this, but for the resistance we're getting from some sectors of the government and the Congress and the state legislatures and the organizational structures out there. Mayor Adams talked about his new police unit to combat gun violence that replaces the controversial old anti-crime unit. We're not bringing back the anti-crime unit. Uh, This is not going to be a plainclothes unit. This is an anti-gun unit where the officers are going to have a modified police uniform and they're going to be in unmarked vehicles. Mayor Adams spoke on ABC's Nightline. Fourteen plaintiffs are suing New York Governor Kathy Hochul and state Democratic lawmakers. The lawsuit in the New York Supreme Court claims that the state's new congressional and legislative maps are unconstitutional. Hochul has signed off on new maps that give Democrats a heavy political advantage over Republicans. Republican officials meeting in Utah have advanced a resolution that would formally censure Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for their perceived disloyalty to former President Donald Trump. The GOP won't try to expel them from the party. New York City public school cafeterias are going vegan today as part of a new policy from Mayor Adams that starts this week. Public school students in Queens had mixed reviews. Yeah, I'll be willing to try it, but it's not really my kind of thing. Adams is a vegan himself. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. Try anything once. Thank you, Michael. Coming up to 510 on Wall Street, time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stashauer. All right, good morning, Nathan. Two days after the Brian Flores lawsuit, the Giants responded with a strongly worded statement. They call Flores' allegations disturbing and simply false. They say they took Flores' candidacy to be their next coach serious and deny they had already made the decision to hire Brian Dayball before they interviewed Flores. Worth noting the now infamous Bill Belichick text meant for Dayball that went to Flores took place even before Dayball had his interview. The Giants reacted to that text, saying they have no affiliation with Belichick. He does not speak for them. Dayball and the Giants have named Mike Kafka, their offensive coordinator. He's been the quarterback's coach in Kansas City. Doug Peterson, who coached Philadelphia to their only Super Bowl win, named the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. St. John's with a 90-77 to win at Georgetown. Julian Champagny, 27 points. Patrick Ewing's Hoyas are 0-9 in the Big East. Top 10 teams met out west. Arizona beat UCLA 76-66. NBA Warriors beat the Kings. Their eighth win in a row. Klay Thompson's best game since his return. 23 points. Trey Young scored 40.
33. Atlanta put an end to Phoenix's 11-game win streak. The Nets have lost six in a row. Played tonight at Utah. James Harden named the reserve for the upcoming NBA All-Star game. Kevin Durant, not the only injured net. Joe Harris has been out for some time, and now there's word Harris may need a second ankle surgery. Two All-Star games this weekend, both in Las Vegas. NHL tomorrow, Pro Bowl on Sunday. Opening ceremonies this morning in Beijing, site of the 2008 Summer Olympics, and now the Winter Games. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? All right, John, thank you. S&P futures up uh, 22 points now. Dow futures up 31. NASDAQ futures leading the gains on this Friday morning, up 168 points on the heels of positive Amazon earnings. We'll talk about it next with Matthew Bloxham of Bloomberg Intelligence. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather. Winter weather advisory today. This rain will change to sleet and snow. Temperatures falling through the day by tomorrow. Mostly sunny upper 20s. will be in the low 30s by Sunday. Currently rain and 55 in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures rallying as earnings optimism returns to the technology sector. Contracts in the tech-heavy Nasdaq up more than 1% this morning as e-commerce titan Amazon jumps about 13% in early trading. After posting a big beat on cloud computing profit and raising the price of Prime and memberships, a hawkish chorus from central banks is weighing on stocks in Europe. And we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures are up 21 points, Dow futures up 29, and NASDAQ futures up 148. The DAX in Germany is down 1%. The 10-year Treasury up 4.30 seconds, yield 1.81%. The yield on the two-year, 1.20%. NYMEX crude oil is up 1.6%, up $1.47 at 91 $1.74 a barrel. COMEX gold up half percent or $9.50 at 181360 an ounce. The euro 1.1469 against the dollar. British pound 1.3558. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Karen. A major winter storm that already cut electric power to about 350,000 homes and businesses from Texas to the Ohio Valley is aimed at Pennsylvania through New England. Ice and snow is expected to turn roads into skating rinks. The crisis engulfing Boris Johnson's government deepened as four top aides quit. Among those quitting is U.K. Prime Minister's Chief of Staff, Dan Rosenfield, amid the furor over the Partygate controversy. The U.S. leads after the official opening day of the team figure skating event at the Beijing Winter Olympics. In the NBA, the Warriors won. Global News, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. All right, Michael, thanks. It's 519 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak at the end. Of I think it's uh, clear to say has been a wild week for tech earnings capped off by Amazon. Right now, the shares are up nearly 13 percent on a big earnings beat in the cloud. Actually saw it drop in uh, online e-commerce sales, but uh, cloud business does seem to more than have made up for it. Let's get more now from Matt Bloxham, tech media and telecom analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Matt, great to speak with you this morning. And it was really interesting to see the spike in the share price for Amazon after they announced that they were going to raise the price of Prime memberships. What's your read on this earnings? 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely the um, the bit of news that's helped them out because their um, uh, revenue growth outlook for the first quarter of 2022 was actually a touch below where analysts were looking. Analysts were looking for about 9% growth and they gave a range of 3 to 8. So, you know, I, th- I think people have taken confidence from the fact that that price increase, about $20 a year or 15% or so on the price. Um, I mean, it, uh, on my calculus, only add about maybe $3 billion or so of revenue, which uh, given the scale of Amazon is very much but it's high margin uh, revenue and it will help to compensate for inflationary pressure on wages uh, and logistics costs energy costs um, so I think in terms of the profit outlook for the uh, the core uh, online retail business um, that definitely helped but you know I, I think as you mentioned you know the cloud business still uh, growing uh, very nicely up 40% year on year and with a very good margin 30% uh, and the profits from that business outweighed the losses from the, the retail business in Q4 obviously they invested very heavily and they'd flagged they were investing heavily in the in the retail business to make sure that people got their goods uh, and that they had enough staff to to manage the warehouses is that where the core business is now for amazon is it the cloud i mean obviously the the online retail business is the is the most visible side for amazon for the consumer but is the cloud really where it's at for amazon um, yeah, which, you know, and I think maybe another reason why the shares are doing well today is that I guess that, you know, it, there are three places it's at absolutely that the cloud is key to, um, growth and profitability. But, you know, uh, online retail is always going to be, um, you know, a core cool business for them and linked to that, they have this new advertising uh, leg to the business, which for the first time uh, they gave some more details on. So in the fourth quarter, that generated just shy of $10 billion of revenue, up 32% year on year. Uh, By comparison, uh, Meta generated about $33 billion of sales. So it's about a third of the size um, of uh, Meta, so not an insignificant business at all, and it's going to continue to grow. And it's a different kind of advertising to the stuff that Meta gets, which I think people will see as more sticky. It's um, it's what um, a lot of people kind of call um, kind of trade budget. So it's more the stuff that if you know if you're a marketing team and you're wanting to promote your product in a real bricks and mortar store, you would put under the line marketing dollars behind that, and that's the kind of uh, business they're picking up. And as um, companies and brands look to advertise uh, their wares um, across the Amazon footprint. So that's a really healthy business, be high margin for them, and adds a third leg. Uh, so a very diversified platform. Obviously, uh, investors are buoyed a bit, I think, by the uh, lift in the price of Prime memberships. Is there a risk, though, that it drives some Prime members away to see the price go up by, by that much? I think yeah, this, uh, there's a risk. I think you know, that they um, obviously were asked this yesterday on the analyst call. I think the, the company's view is that they don't see uh, customers uh, churning away because of that. Um, I think there's um, um, you know some credence to that. I mean, you know, they have spent a lot of money over the last couple of years improving the quality of uh, the Prime offering, both in terms of accelerating deliveries in the U.S. and internationally, uh, and beefing up things like the music service and the video service. So you get a lot of value uh, for that membership. Um, you know, it's only going 
to fourteen ninety nine a month uh, dollars. You know, which when you compare it to things like Netflix, um, actually pretty good value still, and they haven't put the price up for quite a few years. So I think you know, it, it's such um, a, a central part of most people's lives now. I I, I think they'll be able to um, uh, limit any subscriber losses and may, maybe even continue to grow that prime base. All right. Thanks for this, Matt, as we continue to watch the share price of Amazon grow this morning, up more than 12% in the pre-market. Matt Bloxham is a tech media and telecom analyst from Bloomberg Intelligence. 524 on Wall Street. Now, as we turn to jobs, getting ready for the January payrolls report to come out in just a little more than three hours' time. Already, uh, there have been quite a few warnings that this could be a tough payrolls print thanks to the Omicron variant. Let's bring in Jennifer Lee now, senior economist at BMO Capital Markets. Of course, you probably saw this week, Jennifer, the uh, Labor Secretary Marty Walsh and President Biden warning that we could see a slump in jobs growth in the month of January thanks to Omicron. Pretty wide range in terms of what economists are thinking we're going to see this morning. What's your view on what we're going to get? Trading. Let's get you up to date on the news you need to know at this hour. U.S. futures are bouncing back in a big way after yesterday's sell-off. It's due in large part to Amazon, which is surging at 12 percent following earnings. And Ed Ludlow has more from our Bloomberg 960 newsroom in San Francisco. It was a strong holiday quarter for Amazon, despite supply chain disruptions, labor shortages and rising input costs and really beat on the bottom line. It was monster profit. But the after-hours moves were driven by a boost in price to Amazon Prime. It will rise by $20 to $139 in the U.S. And on the call, executives are really at pains to point out that this isn't just about a discount on shipping. There's more value add, like a pipeline of live sports content or new series like Lord of the Rings, which should be coming this year. Ed Ludlow, Bloomberg News. San Francisco. All right, Ed, thanks. We're also seeing a bounce back in Snap and Pinterest shares following their earnings reports. Snap is surging 50%. Pinterest is up 16%. Well, Nathan, this all follows the worst one-day crash in the history of the stock market. Facebook parent Meta plunged 26% yesterday, erasing $251 billion in market value. There could be a silver lining for CEO Mark Zuckerberg, though, and we get the details live with Bloomberg's Renita Young. Good morning, Renita. Good morning, Karen. The big question is, if Facebook users are flocking to TikTok, should it be considered competition? And if so, the more challenging landscape adds muscle to fight a pending government lawsuit against Meta. Since Meta's earnings miss, CEO Mark Zuckerberg has cited competition from TikTok as a threat. That claim is at the heart of the FTC's antitrust lawsuit against Meta, which says it's a monopoly with no true competition. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Renita, thank you. Turning to the economy now, we do get the payrolls report for January this morning. Consensus calls for a gain of 125,000 jobs. Bloomberg's Vinny Del Judice reports. The prior report covering December registered the weakest showing since December 2020. January's data could be even weaker. The White House has said so much in a rare announcement earlier in the week. Bloomberg Economics says the government collected data when Omicron cases were peaking, when confirmed infections were rising faster than the Delta wave. Vinny Del Judice, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Vinny, thank you. And turning to politics overseas, the crisis engulfing U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government has gotten worse 
Four top aides have resigned in the wake of the Partygate scandal. And futures this morning, NASDAQ futures jumping up 100 points. S&P futures higher up 7.5. And, and Dow futures, they've turned lower. They're down 73. 10-year Treasury up 4.30 seconds, yield 1.81%. The yield on the two-year, 1.20%. NYMEX crude oil is up 1.5% of $1.32 at $91.59 a barrel. COMEX gold up 6 tenths percent or $10.40 at $18.14.50 an ounce. And Bitcoin this morning moving higher at $37,880. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. All right, Karen, thanks. 533 on Wall Street. Rain and 55 degrees in Central Park and multiple accidents with this weather. Peter Van will have the details for you in a few minutes. First, Michael Barr with more on what's going on in New York and around the world. Michael. Thank you very much, Nathan. President Biden met with New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul to talk about the recent wave of gun violence, particularly among law enforcement officers. The president also announced new initiatives that the White House says would help fund community policing and crack down on gun crimes. I'll keep doing everything in my power to make sure the communities are safer, but Congress needs to do its part, too. Pass universal background checks. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Close loopholes that keep out of the hands of domestic abusers' weapons. Repeal the liability shield for gun manufacturers. Meanwhile, Mayor Adams talked about stopping the pipeline of illegal guns from gun dealers in southern states. We need to increase our funding to ATF so they can give us the sources of these guns that are coming into our city and cities. Mayor Adams spoke to ABC's Nightline. The winter storm stretching across the country is wreaking havoc on the roads. Parts of the tri-state area getting ready for winter weather advisories. Hundreds of flights have already been canceled. The United States is warning of a plot in which Russia would say is justification for an invasion of Ukraine. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. The U.S. is saying that it has intel that Russia is plotting to release a fake video purporting a Ukrainian attack on Russia. Defense Department spokesman John Kirby. We do have information uh, that it is that, that, that the Russians are likely to want to fabricate a pretext uh, for an invasion, uh, which, again, is right out of their playbook. Yeah, Kirby, meanwhile, says Russian troop movements into Belarus are very troubling. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Republican officials meeting in Utah have advanced a resolution that would formally censure Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger for their perceived disloyalty to former President Donald Trump, but not try to expel them from the party. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. Okay, Michael. Thanks. 535 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashow. All right, Nathan. It's been 37 years since St. John's and Georgetown played as the top two teams in the country. Patrick Ewing was then playing for the Hoyas. He now coaches them. They haven't won a biggies game all year. Red Storm won in D.C. 90-77. to Julian Chupagny scored 27 points. They're having a big year on Staten Island. Wagner is 15-2. and Last night nearly blew a 21-point halftime lead, but beat Central Connecticut by two. The Seahawks. 12th win in a row. Nets play tonight in Utah. They'll try to end this 
six-game losing streak. The Knicks begin a five-game road trip tomorrow night at the Lakers, who last night lost by one to the Clippers. Lakers without LeBron James right now, and they have dropped nine of their last 13. Phoenix Suns went to Atlanta 41-9. and Winners of 11 row. The Hawks beat the Suns. Trey Young scored 43 points. Doug Peterson, the former Philadelphia coach, named the new coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, sixth hire of the offseason. All six are white, although Byron Leftwich was a finalist for the Jags job, and he took himself out of consideration. Reportedly, he did not want to work with the Jags GM, Trent Falke. Still only one African-American NFL coach. Brian Flores is said to be a finalist to get the jobs in either Houston or New Orleans, even though Flores just sued the NFL on three teams, including the Giants, for racism and their hiring practices. The Giants released a strongly worded statement defending the way they handled their recent coaching search. They say Flores was a strongly considered candidate right up to the point when they decided to hire Brian Dayball. Dayball has hired Mike Kafka to be his offensive coordinator. He had been with Kansas City. John Stash Edward, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? Thanks, John. It's 537 on Wall Street. Time for the Tri-State Business Report. Here's Bloomberg's Ed Corey. Beginning May 15th, all job postings in New York City must list a minimum and maximum salary. The rule applies to jobs that are remote or in-person, salaried or hourly, that will be performed in the city by an employee working for a company with four or more employees. Eastern Generation provides more than 18% of New York City's electricity. It's facing a more pressing debt burden and reduced profit after the pandemic cut demand for power. Management says capacity prices in the New York region will likely remain depressed in 2022. Municipal bond investors may have made artificial distinctions among New York State borrowers and over-allocated portfolios to bonds from New York issuers. The Volcker Alliance says New York uses state public authorities to circumvent constitutional debt limits and backs billions in debt issued for city schools, the MTA, and university dorms. That's your Bloomberg Tri-State Business Report. I'm Ed Corey. Thanks, Ed. It's 538 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. Let's check in with our global news team for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world. Steve Podeskin on 1010 Wins in New York. We're talking about a price hike for that Amazon Prime membership. I'm Courtney Donahoe on KTRH in Houston. A record 50% of small businesses raised wages in January. I'm Caroline Hepcom, Bloomberg DAV Digital Radio in London. We're reporting on the crisis engulfing Boris Johnson deepening as several top aides quit. I'm Ed Corey on WWJ in Detroit. I'm reporting Ford in Stellantis will idle some plants because of the semiconductor shortage. Those are some of the stories our 2,700 Bloomberg journalists and analysts are working on this morning around the world. It's 539 on Wall Street. The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion. For the first time in a long while, there's good news about COVID-19. Case numbers and hospitalizations are declining across most of the U.S. A respite from COVID-19 could well follow. A return to normal, That modest but elusive goal should be possible once daily COVID hospitalizations fall to levels associated with a bad flu season. To be clear, the U.S. isn't near that yet. Hospitals remain overburdened and thousands are still dying of COVID each day. But with better data collection and a nationwide effort to prevent another crisis, the country can reach a point of stability and stay there. Careful monitoring of hospital capacity, new variants and vaccine efficacy will be key. While the pandemic is still very much with us, with luck, the Omicron wave will be over by spring. That calls for some cautious optimism. 
This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Opinion Editorial Board. I'm David Shipley. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPI and go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. You can hear Bloomberg Opinion editorials every weekday at this time. Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. S&P futures are up 10 points. Dow futures have turned lower now. They're down 48. NASDAQ futures still higher, but trimming some of their gains up 118 points. And the 10-year Treasury is up 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.81%. Up next, we'll talk Amazon earnings with Tuna Amobi over at CFRA. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg 1130 weather. The rain will change to sleet and snow with a winter weather advisory today. Temperatures falling. Tomorrow we'll get into the upper 20s in sunshine. Sunny low 30s for Sunday. Right now rain and 55 degrees in Central Park. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business App, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow, and NASDAQ futures are rising this morning, led by Amazon, which is leading in pre-market gains as earnings optimism returns to the technology sector. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, NASDAQ futures are up 115 points, up 8 tenths percent. Uh, S&P futures up 9, and Dow futures down 58. The DAX in Germany is down 1.1%. The 10-year Treasury up 4.30 seconds, yield 1.81%. Yield on the two-year, 1.20%. NYMEX crude oil up 1.2, uh, 1.4%, up $1.28 at $91.55 a barrel. COMEX gold up half percent, or $9.70, at $18.13.90 an ounce. The euro, 1.1468 against the dollar. British pound, 1.3553, and the yen's at one. 14.93 Bitcoin this morning moving higher at $37,900. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. Russian President Vladimir Putin has arrived in Beijing for the opening of the Beijing Olympic Games. He'll also hold talks with Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping. Meanwhile, the U.S. leads after the official opening day of the team figure skating event at the Games. President Biden paid a visit to New York City and met with Mayor Eric Adams about gun violence. Biden outlined his administration and what it wants to do to end the flow of illegal weapons. A snow and ice storm is crippling air travel from Texas to the East Coast. Thousands of flights have been canceled, and more are expected today. In the NBA, the Warriors won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg. Quick take powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. Nathan. All right, Michael. Thanks for coming up to 549 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak as we continue to watch shares of Amazon surge in the pre-market up 12 and a quarter percent following the latest earnings capping off what has been a very interesting earnings week when it comes to the tech sector. Tuna Amobi is back with us this morning to talk Amazon tech media and telecom analyst at CFRA. Tuna, good morning. So a lot of uh, gains for the cloud business, obviously. A slump a little bit in terms of uh, online e-commerce sales. What's your read on these earnings? 
Uh, good morning, uh, Nathan. It's great to be with you again. Um, you know, look, I think uh, going into those earnings, expectations were quite subdued, right? Um, we knew that the company was going to face uh, significant inflationary and supply chain pressures for the holiday season, and they did. Uh, but I think what we saw in the earnings is that they um, quite masterfully navigated those, uh, and um, and that's why you see, um, you know, the results. Uh, a lot of positive takeaways. Online sales, you mentioned, was uh, quite weak, and I think the reason for that was the uh, very difficult comparisons that they uh, talked about that they had in the in the prior uh, year with, with the uh, tailwinds from the pandemic, uh, and invested uh, quite heavily uh, in, in labor, um, in staffing, and all those things. So that's why you see that those results uh, were pressured. But on the cloud comp- computing business, Amazon Web Services, I think those results were uh, much better than expected. I think we've seen um, some concerns uh, uh, against competition from the likes of Google and Microsoft in cloud, but Amazon Web Services pretty much uh, held its own 40% year-over-year revenue growth. Now, uh, well on its way to becoming a $100 billion uh, run rate business. Now, they also had some other bright sports advertising, uh, 32% growth. That's one of the fastest-growing businesses. So all in all, I think uh, going into this Q1 that they've just guided, I think uh, we feel quite good that they are holding up against significant um, headwinds. Let's talk a little bit more about those headwinds, though. When you talk about inflationary pressures, I mean, you could kind of say we're seeing evidence of that just in the fact that they're raising the price of prime memberships. I mean, could that be a headwind? Well, you know, that, raising the price of, of prime was actually our take was that uh, that was an indication of uh, price and power. Um, you know, anytime you take a price increase of uh, 15 to 18 percent in this case, uh, you, you always wonder what impact it's going to have on subscriber acquisition and, and retention. Uh, but they've done this uh, at least on two previous occasions, and uh, over that period, Prime membership continued to grow pretty fast. Uh, we have no concerns uh, this time will be different. Uh, you know, that being said, I think uh, there, there's a lot of uh, other, um, you know, uh, tailwinds that we see across across the uh, Amazon Web Services, which will write, you know, which should still remain the uh, the golden goose uh, for many years to come. Now, in terms of the advertising business, there's a lot of competition there. We saw the results, obviously, from Facebook parent Meta Platforms, the big drop there. A lot of that driven by ad sales as well. Are there differences between the way Amazon does ads uh, compared to how Meta and some of its other competitors do it? Well, you know, it's been a roller coaster of, uh, you know, advertising reports from the big tech. Um, you know, I think, uh, to your question, I think the, the difference is, uh, a little bit nuanced in terms of the, uh, the size of the brands. Um, I think what the pandemic has done is that the big brands have been actually leading the, um, uh, the spending coming out of the pandemic. Uh, so that's why you see some of those, uh, variations in terms of the target, uh, you know, customer segments. Uh, with that being said, um, Amazon, the advertising business is uh, relatively smaller than, much smaller as, if, as in fact to Google and, and, and Meta. So the growth rate we see there is uh, over a much smaller base. Uh, but the overall trends in the digital advertising, except for Meta, uh, I think have been all positive from the big tech companies that we have seen so far. Uh, so that's one area I think we continue to have a very high expectation for Amazon. Only about a minute left here. Do you think Amazon holds on to its market share in the cloud? 
Uh, I do, but they are, you know, by far the dominant uh, player. Uh, what we see is that competition has intensified. Uh, so you may see Google and um, uh, and Microsoft, uh, Azure continue to chip away. But it's a huge addressable market. There's a very huge runway. I would argue we're still in the relatively early innings of that market globally. All right. As always, thanks for your insights, Tuna. Good having you on with us this morning after those Amazon earnings. Tuna Amobi. Tech, media, and telecom analyst at CFRA with us this morning. And once again, looking at Amazon shares in the pre-market. Following those earnings, Karen, they are up 12%. All right, Nathan, thank you. It is 5.54 on Wall Street. Time for our Bloomberg Law Report, brought to you by American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 90 years. More at ADR.org. Now let's get to the legal stories we're watching this morning from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Minnesota Wild of the National Hockey League settled the proposed Americans with Disabilities Act class action. Plaintiffs charge that the team's website fails to accommodate visually impaired people. A federal judge ruled the Food and Drug Administration must face a workplace harassment lawsuit filed by a black analyst who claims managers used racial stereotypes when referring to him. Georgia federal court records show that Starbucks and a former store manager who accused the coffee company of age discrimination have settled the proposed class action. Bloomberg Law. Everything you need, all on one legal research platform, including guidance, analysis, and Bloomberg Market Intelligence. Find out more at BloombergLaw.com. All right, Jeff, thank you. And now another legal story we're watching. Some circuit court opinions are getting attention lately, not because of their content, but because of their tone. Legal writing coach Ross Guberman joins Bloomberg's June Grasso to discuss this new sarcastic trend. One judge, Ninth Circuit Judge Lawrence Van Dyke, has taken opinion language to another level. Ross, explain what Judge Van Dyke wrote in a Second Amendment case recently. Yeah, so he did something I can't remember seeing before. He wrote a concurrence, which is, of course, pretty customary. And then he wrote a concurrence to his own concurrence. But what was really unusual is, was so this is, as you said, a Second Amendment case, so it's a high-profile case. So he was sort of assuming that the case was going to go on bonk, and his concurrence to himself basically tried to write what he thinks the majority will come up with. So he wrote an opinion, you know, going the opposite way from what he wanted. But then what he did is he had all these footnotes and thought bubbles with a very kind of snarky, sarcastic tone, essentially claiming that, you know, anybody who supports this particular California gun regulation was just completely making things up and had ulterior motives. Do, you know, get those goals accomplished in the guise of an ordinary-looking opinion. So that's what I think he was trying to get across, sort of the trifecta. You know, write this almost like to put them on the defensive before they've even had a chance to rehear the case, sort of show that you can have a lot of what he would probably say kind of gobbledygook standards and quotations from case law, and then, you know, make a very strong suggestion that they were, you know, slimy, (laughs) for lack of a better word, and we're going to sort of make up the law in order to uphold the gun regulation. 
MS legal writing coach Ross Guberman speaking with Bloomberg's June Grasso. Catch more of that interview plus analysis of the latest legal news by subscribing to the Bloomberg Law podcast or downloading the show at Bloomberg.com slash podcast. Attorneys can find exceptional legal research and business development tools at BloombergLaw.com and on the Bloomberg terminal at BlawGo. And again, NASDAQ futures higher this morning up 106 points or seven-tenths of a percent. S&P futures are up Five points. So they've been giving up some of their gains this morning while Dow futures have turned lower down 76. Ten-year Treasury up 5.30 seconds, yield 1.81%. And the yield on the two-year, 1.21%. The euro, 1.1465 against the dollar. And still ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, we have a check on the business headlines and all the news you need to start your day. And this is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.